Bill, there was this dog. He walked into a job center, and uh, the clerk said, Wow, a talking dog. With your talent, I'm <laughs> sure we can find you a gig in the circus. Uh-huh. The dog said, The circus? Circus. What does a circus want with a plumber? <laughs> Vocation Dog Center. Vocation Dog Center. You yeah. know, dogs are highly employable. They are. Yeah. Yeah. They are. And that one that one was a was a plumber. He yeah. didn't want to be in a circus. But yeah. we are going to talk about a circus today. Circus. Uh, a circus and not a, in the plural form, a singular circus uh, item. <laughs> little creature. <laughs> I might yeah. give you too much away. <laughs> Actually, we sort of will talk about both because we're going to talk about a dog. Right, a dog. A dog, and uh, named Circus. Named Circus. And then also the the uh, a circus, a traveling, specifically a traveling, traveling sort circus. of circus. And yeah. did this uh, interest in this uh, very short, precise poem come about because of, of your exhibit with about performing animals? Yes. Okay. So here at the Rural Oklahoma Museum nice segue. of Poetry. Did you notice that? <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we keep, the red we start for talking. You. I and, laid the red carpet down for you. And we're like, if somebody's listening for the first time, they have yeah. no idea who we are or yeah. what we're doing. Important so here, here at the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, Romp, we, uh, we, we take a poem someone has left here and written, just anybody who's written a poem, and it's intriguing to us. So we talk about it for 30 minutes yeah. on, uh, on good old Wacky Poem Life. And at wackypoemlife.com, you can see a picture of the, the poem and any other photographs that go with it. Maybe of circus. Maybe of circus, right. yes, because recently we had an exhibit from the Oklahoma Historical Society, and it was photographs through history of Okies and their animals. Okies and animals. Okies I like and that. animals. Yeah. yeah. Well, the actual title of it did not say Okies. Right. You know, some people still think that's a derogatory term. Do they like yeah. grapes of wrath kind of a thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't. I've always claimed it as. Because you are a true oki, and I'm not. Yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm a transplant. You're a transplant oki. I'm like a kutsu vine. Shouldn't be here, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. So, I am so glad you are here, Bill. Good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, this I'm is a, our. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a giraffe in a herd of, of uh, you know, Herefords, maybe. <laughs> this is our first episode that the, the title of it is the entire poem. So. Yeah. And I like this because I didn't have to write it down. I have it memorized. I have this. I actually have this poem memorized. It took some time, but I got it. So there was a photograph in the in um, in that exhibit. It was it was a wonderful photograph. We have it on the website of a dog named Circus. Circus. And yeah. somebody wrote on a post-it note and uh, attached it to the wall underneath the photograph of Circus. This poem. And I will say it. Dog, dog. That's it. I got. It. I, I memorized it. Dog, dog. And I've said it. Dog, dog. Dog, dog. Dog, dog. Dog, dog. There's, I mean, yeah. You can just elaborate on it. I love it. It's meaning, I love it, it. Its meaning can change depending on how you say it. Exactly. I I'd love like it. to say it like the second one you said. Dog, dog. Dog, dog. Yeah. Come here. Dog, dog. Treat. Come here. But yeah. also, you know, it can be dog. 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 Yeah. It's like, hmm, <laughs> analogy. But it just really, the more I read it, and it doesn't take long to read, obviously, mm-hmm. the more I liked it. <laughs> I really liked it. I, it, it, it. I brought back memories of, I've had many dogs in my life, and it brought back memories of, of, of a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very well, endearing. Well, recently, too, we had a wonderful 
visitors from Discover Oklahoma, right, which right. is a PBS uh, show here in Oklahoma, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they came, and we were walking through the museum, and the uh, host, Erin Christie, just saw this poem there and she it stood out to her and she and she said quote because i'm quoting from the video Mm -hmm. i think that proves that poetry does not have to be intimidating it's not intimidating (laughs) spontaneous and 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 inviting because she she said didn't she read it dog dog yeah yeah (laughs) and uh it's a neat little episode there they they go to other places in that particular uh, program but they spent i think it was three or four minutes uh, of the episode is on on Romp, and it's really cool. And go to our website, rompoetry.com, and you can see it. There's a link to it down at the bottom yeah, of that it, page. Yeah, it shows the interior of the museum, and mm-hmm. it shows a lot of uh, uh, interesting angles, and it's one of those places that you just really feel like you want to come and visit after you see the segment. Mm-hmm. So I encourage it. Yeah, and they did a great – because they were here for a while, but, you know, and then you edit that down to, to three or four minutes, and they did a great job and speaking of editing of, speaking it. Speaking of minutes, you did a poem in less than a minute, I which you do. I wrote them a poem, Which yes. is uh, kind of cool – I saw you clicking away for Erin, and you, uh, the poem you came up with, she read, and she really liked she very did. much. And, and she was, was also uh, timing me. She was timing yeah, you. She was really seconds. She was really seeing if I could do that yeah. under a minute. And you did. You <laughs> ten seconds to spare. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Erin, and D, uh, Discover Oklahoma. That was that was a great episode. Yeah. And I, like I said, it, it kind of pointed out this particular poem. There were several post-it note poems that people had written that went with the exhibit, and um, this is just one that, that caught her eye. Yeah, and you feel like you know who left this. But my question is, someone felt confident enough in this <laughs> poem to leave it. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not signed, and, and it's often not signed. But I thought that's that's very nice. This is You felt confident <laughs> enough to leave this, to let us ponder this uh-huh. poem. And I'm sure he thought it was a joke. But but here we are Little, talking about it. Did he realize it. his brilliance <laughs> as his father's brilliance? You know? <laughs> yeah, this poem was written by my great nephew Mason mm-hmm. Mason Duck. Mason Duck. Hi, yeah. Mason. Hey, hey, Mason. And yeah. he and his his father Michael yeah. and uh, Michael's mom Roxanne, my sister, they were all in here one day, and um, they. I, I wasn't watching them as they were walking around, and then after they left, they you know he Mason said something about post-it note poems yeah. and. We've yeah. used Michael's poem a few episodes back, yes. and, and, which I, I he doesn't realize I'm a fan about of his the rooster. talent. Now, about one, the rooster. One, the rooster one, rooster, yeah. How much he loved his rooster. <laughs> and I guess Mason loves dogs. So we have these this theme going on. And I'm sure Mason's a teenager, so yeah. he probably thought, you know, he was just playing a joke on us by putting dog dog up there. And Little did he realize his brilliance, <laughs> you know. The brilliance of simplicity. That is, uh, that is brilliant. One of my favorite poets, his name was William Stafford. He... Um, he said that simplicity is more difficult than complexity. I believe it. Yeah. Um, and that's particularly, that's a true of any art, I think, really. Um, to make it look easy. When maybe, yeah. maybe sometimes it is and sometimes it is not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, right. then, you know, dog nog, this is, this is not great art. Sorry, Mason. But it is still uh, something that makes you stop and It certainly opens some doors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it uh, gives you. A, a sense of what the for that exhibit what that photograph meant yeah, yeah. to one of the viewers well I think that if I were in this if I visited this museum and I left a, a poem and I heard or found out that it was uh, chosen for the podcast I would be kind of thrilled mm-hmm. they'd be like they like this they saw something <laughs> in this maybe I didn't see it's like getting a gold star in my 
paper that I thought I was going to get a yeah. blue star on or something. We can write a poem for Mason, you know, because his last name is Duck. Duck. Duck, yeah. duck. Duck, duck. Duck, duck. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. There you go, Mason. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Hadn't thought of that. Yeah, of course, now when he gets older, he'll be French. It's Duche. <laughs> yeah, Mason right. Duche. <laughs> Let's hope not. No, no. Heavens no. There was a, I, I got another quote here because I really like it too, about simplicity. The great um, writer of, who always wrote about myths, Joseph Campbell, yeah. a hero with a thousand faces and all those books. He said, when you lose simplicity, you lose art. You lose art. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be. It needs to come freely, flow, flow mm-hmm. freely. Well, or at least, like you said earlier, appear. Appear. Appear, appear to so. have. Sort of like a Chihuly sculpture. Like it has just been drawn out of air and bubbles, and there mm-hmm. it is in glass. Mm-hmm. It just appears. Mm-hmm. Free form. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we saw some still. My sisters and I, we went on a trip upstate New York, and we saw some sculptures um, still sculptures that were out in a sculpture park, and they didn't really, you know, speak to me or anything like that. They they seem really simplistic, but but I think that there probably is a lot of skill and thought that went into making them, you sure. know, sculpted yeah. so simply the way that they were, and you know, just the the clean lines and and the idea you put them out into nature, then. Um, the way that the light is going to reflect upon them and the surroundings is going mm-hmm. to add, you know. So there's, there's a lot of things that go. A lot to consider in, in placement, mm-hmm. right? Certainly. And even in placement of sticky notes in our in museum. placement of sticky notes. <laughs> some catch your attention. Some take a while to catch your attention. Yeah, yeah because the, uh, the particular photograph of Circus was in the hallway. It wasn't in, you know, one of the actual exhibit rooms. So it would have been one that some people might have just walked on by. Right. But Circus is kind of outstanding looking because yeah. he's very in this photograph you can see it too. He is he is posing. Oh yes. Yeah. Sort of like the RCA dog in a way. Yes. Sort of like you That's know, who he, he kinda looks I like. I thought so too. He yeah. had a terrier mix, you know, cocking yeah. his head like I, I'm I, I'm contemplating here. Yeah. Yeah. I will sit here yeah. and pose for you because <laughs> I am magnificent. Right. But I'm not gonna do it for very long. No. So right. get your photograph. <laughs> As dogs will do when you want them to do something, they do just the opposite. Show the world my magnificence, <laughs> right? And then I need to go wee wee, <laughs> right? You know, right. Whatever, Mark whatever. my territory. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there, there was not an exact date for the photograph, but it was sometime, uh, probably 1913 to 1916. So there was probably some time involved in having to pose for a camera at that time. Certainly, yes. You know? It wasn't a quick snap. Polaroid flash moment, was it? Mm-mm. Right. So there were some other neat photographs in that exhibit, and uh, I didn't at the time that we had it up. We only had it up for two months, and that two months went by so quickly mm-hmm. that I didn't even analyze some of the photographs that were up. But one of them was of a woman in a Wild West show. Her name was Mabel Hackney Tompkins, and she's jumping over a table outside that all these men are sitting around Mm -hmm. and i read somewhere that it was 20 22 feet long 22 and a half feet long this table she's on her horse skyrocket jumping over the table yeah skyrocket in flight yeah jumping table delight Uh, and circus was her dog circus yeah talented talented animals yeah I'm surprised Circus wasn't on the horse during during the jump. <laughs> well, uh, Circus was a big part of their uh, their show. The one she was touring with, I think it was a Buffalo Bill. 
Pawnee Bill, one of those guys, one of those Bills, mm-hmm. maybe both of them, with their Wild West show that was real popular. Yes, oh yes. A little bit after the yeah. turn of the century. It was a Buffalo Bill show, I think. And she met this guy named Charles Tompkins. She was just Mabel Hackney then. And he wanted to start his own uh, show. And they got married and went on the road. It was Tompkins' Real Wild West and Frontier Exhibition. Hmm. Combined with Cooper and Whitby's European Circus, that was the whole title. I kind of, I kind of, of pity the sign painter yeah. for that. Company. That was a mouthful. <laughs> um, but they started in 1913, and I found on um, classiccircushistory.org a little bit about them. And this is where I found out what circus did, because you know, as I said in the photograph, he looks magnificent, oh, yeah. and he oh, yeah. he knows his stuff. He he uh, closed the shows. Well, that's a big act to yeah. close the show. There was supposedly a horse thief act, mm-hmm. and he was the dog yeah. that caught the horse thief well, see, in their that's act. Ex- that's exciting. That's almost as exciting as a maiden on a train being rescued. from. She's tied to the yes. tracks, and it's like the dastardly villain comes along. Yes. And here comes the... Here comes the rescuer. Here comes dog dog. Dog dog, here comes. I'll save you. I'll save, save you. the day. Where's the treat? Give me a treat first. I got to show me the treat, and then I'll save you. Funny. Yeah. Well, it was, it was pretty successful. Um, they, she was from, I think she was from Kansas, and he was from, I don't remember where he was from, but their show was mainly up in Northeast, which a lot of these were. They were just like in New York and Pennsylvania up there were People liked seeing things that were supposedly Wild West well, kind of things. Well, there's an audience base. Yeah. The Victorian audience base that yeah. was really involved in that and loved to be entertained mm-hmm. and loved the unusual. Mm-hmm. Whereas back here, you know, people were, they were living. They were living. <laughs> they, they were living the Wild right. West. That's exactly right. They had trick dogs all over the place out here. <laughs> yeah. It's part of daily life. They had they had trick horses and they had all kinds of things going on and they didn't they didn't have to go to a show to, to be entertained by such things. Right. Although we right. did have. You know, we had the Miller Brothers and the 101 Ranch and those those shows out of um, Pahuska and Bartlesville mm. in that area. Even today we have Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I've never watched it. I don't even know what that is. Forgive me, folks. I tried to watch it one time, and oh, it was just like, just oh, can't. here we go. Here can't. we go. Here's I, Oklahoma to the world. I know. Here we are. You know, speaking of dogs, um, the movie Big Business, Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin starred in it many years ago in the late 80s. Sisters, I I believe. Well, Bette was all business and a little sharp-tongued and Lily free-flowing and they had twins off somewhere. But um, Lily was dog lover. Uh Every time she'd see a dog, hi, how are you? Dog, dog. Oh, dog, dog. Every time she saw a dog, it was like, oh, looky. You know, she would stop, and I thought, that is so me. I'll see a dog on Riverside, and I I, inevitably, hey, how are you? How are you? You know, and they're looking at me like, who the hell are you? Excuse me, who the heck are you? But that didn't always start that way. When I was a very small child, I was incredibly terrified of dogs. I have no idea why. I was not attacked, to my knowledge. But I saw a dog, and I, sh- I, I, I shucked a leg like a tree. I was up. But my family got a little uh, uh, rat terrier mix when I was very, very young, three, uh, probably three, four years old. Mm-hmm. And that was that. Yeah. I, you never, ever since then, I, I've just adored dogs yeah. specifically. I find it interesting that I was terrorized by them. I'm, I'm gesturing, by the way. And now, <laughs> now it's like we I, need video now again. Now I talk to them. You know, even from across the room, hi. 
Hi, I know you're a service dog. I'm not supposed to do this, but how are you? Yes. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Very quiet. Yeah. Hi, dog dog. It's run the spectrum. I'll be an eccentric old man just talking to dogs. And it's like, don't, don't growl at me. You know, don't be aggressive. Well, see, that's interesting because my sister Kelly got attacked by a pack of dogs oh, when she gosh. was young. And uh, I mean, it didn't turn her that's totally against That's why she's a cat person them, now, right? But she's never had dogs. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, she's, well, she's not a cat person either. Okay, but, okay. Well, but they have cats and not that dogs. That is terrifying. I didn't know that that, that happened. Yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah, it was, na- it was one of those things that happens sometimes with dogs that they're on pack, their own. Pack mentality. It happens with people. Certainly. You know, they're certainly. on their own, and then they get together, and some uh, horrible notion occurs somehow, and it's mob, mob, mob mentality. Mob because um, it was Torches the neighbors. And it was the neighbor, Mr. Harden. It was his dog, Bobo, yeah. who was a chow chow. But just, you know, we knew Bobo. He yeah. was a good dog. But some other stray dogs in the area came down Snake Creek Road and joined up with him. And she was just they out riding re- her bike. Regressed to the wolf mentality, yeah. you know, that yeah. pack mentality. Started chase, there's, chased there's, her down on her bike. There's prey, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, dog. 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 Dog, 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 yeah. dog. That's a, that's a, that's a scary dog, dog. Yeah, or dog, 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 <laughs> dog, dog. Well, who who saved Kelly, by the way? I don't remember. Well, she's she's with us. <laughs> she so is she's, with us. So I don't. I remember standing in in the yard and hearing her scream. I was kind of traumatized by that, but I I don't remember. Well, close enough that someone else must have come. If you heard, maybe her Mr. Harden came out there and, and hollered at Bobo. I right. don't remember. Yeah, I'll have to ask her. We'll have an update next yeah, time. Yeah, well, an update on, on on the on the attack of Kelly. Speaking of updates, yeah, and it's not a dog, but it's a pig. Pig. <gasps> I've forgotten to update Peggy. I'm yeah. I wanted to mention our Peggy. Peggy. Our, our we did Peggy. episode our several. Peggy. Yeah, several times back about Peggy, our personification pig. Yeah, that went missing from the museum in 2014 or so. And we did an episode, and we're still trying to find her. So people up, keep we spreading the word. Should put up wanted posters around Locust Well, Grove I with put her photo. picture. I should put her picture on a wanted I poster. I think that would be really cool. I will cool. do that. You know, and I can put it in the local convenience stores. I can't believe someone would have just taken her and thrown her away. P- pignapping is pig, a crime. Pig, pig, yeah, pig. Yeah, pig, pig. Pig, pig. pig poor pig, pig. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, pl- please go back to episode, it was two or three episodes back, and it's called yeah. Where's Peggy? That would be so cool please if she were returned. Please share that. And I'm sure yeah. she's got a little scuffs and scars on her, yeah. you know. Hopefully maybe, she's not in the bottom of the vertebris, but. Well, maybe somebody repainted her. That's right. Her ear did fall off at one point, and I had to glue it back on, so. Well, as we age, <laughs> things like this happen, you know. I've had things nearly fall if off. If only and, we could just glue our parts <laughs> right. back on whenever the they truth? fall off. Isn't it the truth? <laughs> I had a little. Rob and I took our animals to a dog. Dog to one dog, particular dog, dog to dog. a dog. Dog. It, it was a little dog. Dog. <laughs> it was a. It was a little dog to obedient obedience school, thinking this would work. Okay, so we go. We go to this obedience training by a reputable woman in Claremore. We take our dog. Our dog. Dog. And we <clears throat> walk in, and there's some dog. there's some pit mixes and some larger dogs dog, and some hounds. A big circle. We had Pomeranian. Pom pom. <laughs> we, we had pom pom. Pomeranians pom. think they're big dogs, though. Oh, so. Tell me about it, because every time she re- went in the circle to give a treat, he would snap at her. Yeah. None of the other dogs snapped. No. So, to, in order to attend the class, guess what we had to do? Oh, get a muzzle. Oh, muzzle, muzzle on now, the Pomeranian. You should need to, tr- mm. uh, folks. Mm. Folks. Mm. 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 <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, um, go. Try to go to any pet store and say, I need a muzzle for a dog. And when they tell you, ask you what kind of, what kind of dog you say, Pomeranian. 
Look at them as they try not to laugh at you. So this was a special order muzzle size zero. It looked like a little. It looked. It looked like a thim, a thimble for your thumb. We strapped it on his head. Hey, so, so his nickname from then on, when he entered the class, was Hannibal. Here comes Hannibal. Oh my God! Uh, he barely passed the class. You know, I think she she gave us a, the certificate just to get us out of there because. Uh, he, he continued to. Got a to D minus. D minus. <laughs> yeah. That was our pom-pom I dog said, dog. I know about that Roscoe. Pomeranians because I had friends who ran a dog rescue. And I remember taking, I would take, a, they live way out in the country. So you could just take all the dogs out and on a walk and they'd just oh, be running oh, yes. running around with you. You didn't have to have that, them on leashes kind of or anything. Cool. And there was a little Pomeranian that was part of the crew. And most of the other dogs were much bigger. And and the grass was sometimes pretty high, and that he couldn't get through. But he ran out there in front all of that pack. All you tried. saw was the parting of the grass oh, where yeah, the bomb led. Yeah, and the little top of his of his tail, you know, <laughs> like running through flag. there, and is like I'm top dog. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is hilarious. Uh, and all these other dogs would follow him, and he just thought he was just as big as they were. Yeah, I've often thought, thank goodness, Rottweilers don't think have the mentality of a most yeah. of them of a Pomeranian. Yeah. Or pit bulls. Pit bulls are such oh, babies. Oh, they're, they're, they're just little pitiful well, lap yeah. I dogs. Saw, I saw one in Tulsa today that was <laughs> lost. And it, 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 as I drove by, he wagged his tail and looked at me like, are, can you help me? Please, It's please. awful. Dog. You know? Yeah. Dog. I, I know. I dog. know. Dog, dog. <laughs> dog, dog. Find your home home. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> Bill, do you know why dogs tend to run in circles? They're tail, they're, they're tail chasers. They're nasty little dogs. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's really hard to run in squares. It is hard to run in squares. It is hard. But I'm bum. Oh, my. Do you know why you need a license for a dog and not for a cat? A license because you need a license to perform all these wonderful tricks. Cats can't drive. Cats can't drive, darn it. <laughs> Toonses could. And remember, dogs you, could. Remember SNL? Oh, Toonses, <laughs> the driving cat. That cat could never pay attention to the road. And Toonses always went off that bridge and burnt, crashed and burned. That Toonses, was pretty the driving good, cat. Saturday Night Live. Toonses. That was a good gig. <laughs> Absolutely. There's these two guys I heard the other day, and they were talking about animals. And one said to the other, I know a dog that's worth $10,000. Really, said the other guy. Who would have thought a dog could save that much? <laughs> That's a savings hound. <laughs> Had a good bank account bank going. Account. <laughs> right. Golden doodle. Golden doodles there. He wasn't in the doghouse. Not in the doghouse. He was, having he, the... he was laying on top like Snoopy, getting some sun. <laughs> no doggy, dog eat dog days for no he, him. Did you ever think of Snoopy laying on top of the doghouse? It looks so uncomfortable. Well, it is. He, he's laying on the pinnacle, on the point. <laughs> And he's just laying there, just it, it looks so comfortable, and I always envied him. And then I thought, how is this comfortable as an adult? I don't know. Maybe that was a special kind of doghouse that Charles Schultz envisioned for him. And why is it? Maybe this? the top of it wasn't really. Yeah. Maybe it was flat, and we just couldn't see that. It took a while for cats to catch up with dogs in cartoon culture, because there was Snoopy, and there was Marmaduke, and there was mm-hmm. you know, and then finally we got Garfield. Mm-hmm. Here we go, get Garfield, his favorite. Thing to do is lay in a lay in a drawer and eat lasagna. I think, but uh-huh. I just I, I I loved Garfield. Yeah, cat cat. And then there's Felix. Well, I'm sorry, Felix. Felix was very early as well. <laughs> Felix the cat. Oh yeah, 
Tom and Jerry. Tom and oh, well, I'm I'm beginning to stand corrected. Yeah, you are. What was the dog's name in the Tom and Jerry show? There was a dog. I don't know, but I love one of my my favorite cat. I believe of all time is Sylvester. Oh, yeah. when he would lift up the dog's butt, and hit it with the <laughs> hit it with the paddle, and run off, and the dog would go chasing him till the end of his chain. <laughs> oh, I tell you, boy, I tell you, oh, watch out for these. Yeah, that was in the Foghorn. Foghorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's lots of poems out there about dogs. I imagine. I imagine. When I was thinking about it, though, one of them in particular came to my mind, and it's a Billy Collins poem. And Billy Collins is former poet laureate of the U.S., very popular and uh, excellent poet. And I um, emailed his agent, him, mm-hmm. and asked if we could read the poem. And she said she asked him and said, no, of course. So thank you, uh, well, Mr. Collins. Right. This poem is from his book, The Apple That Astonished Paris. It was also <clears throat> reprinted in Selling Alone Around the Room, New and Selected Poems. It's the very first poem in, in that edition. And I think that's the poem that I had that he signed. Uh, he came to Tulsa many years ago and just did an excellent reading. Oh, nice. Right. You know, some some poets are, are not great at readings. You know, they can write some great poetry, but they're they're not very entertaining yeah. at a reading. And yeah. he's, he's very entertaining. Tells really funny stories in between the poems and nice. things like that. Absolutely. Anyway, it's called Another Reason Why I Don't Keep a Gun in the House. Okay. The neighbor's dog will not stop barking. He is barking the same high, rhythmic bark that he barks every time they leave the house. They must switch him on on their way out. The neighbor's dog will not stop barking. I close all the windows in the house and put on a Beethoven symphony full blast, but I can still hear him muffled (laughs) under the music, barking, barking, barking. And now I can see him sitting in the orchestra, his head raised confidently as if Beethoven had included a part for Barking Dog. When the record finally ends, he is still barking, sitting there in the oboe section, barking, his eyes fixed on the conductor who is entreating him with his baton while the other musicians listen in respectful silence to the famous barking dog solo, that endless coda that first established Beethoven as an innovative genius. Haven't we all had that barking dog across the fence? Uh, Can't drown it out with Beethoven. He just joins in. Owners, do you not hear this? Is this white noise to you at this point? And I love dogs, but it's like, you know, come on, little doggy. I love that. Little doggy, get along. I love this idea in the poem about the the owner switching the dog on as they walk out the door. (laughs) You know, it's totally quiet while they're there and they flip the switch and walk out. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I shall continue this till you return. I get, actually that was probably not an arf arf arf. It was what what kind of bark was that that was keeping him? Uh, rough, 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 rough. Yeah, I mean yeah. constantly. Yeah. The coda, the endless coda, the first established nervous, Beethoven. A nervous, non stopping, incessant <laughs> barking. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I well, just, he yeah. was barking up the wrong tree. Barking apparently. up the wrong tree. And where does that come from? You never hear of meowing up the wrong tree. Well, cat. Uh, I guess because cats are up the tree. Hmm. It possibly, okay. but cats also don't go hunting raccoons. I bet that's where that's from. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Or possums. 
Possums yeah. would be a handful. Well, but it's, it's a raccoon. Raccoon, but wants, the, what they want. Wants to a uh, tree. Yes, yes, yeah. that's true. Two of my favorite dogs were um, coon dogs. I didn't use them as coon dogs. One of them only had three legs. But Clifford, yeah, the the yeah. red dog. They were red bone coon hounds. I've seen photos hounds. of him in the in the And Ida Red, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Ida Red was the top dog. I uh, love that name, by the way. Yeah, Ida Red. I just love it. Well, Dad named her because when I brought her home, she was about six months old. She was, uh, um, and her name from the dog rescue where I got her was Brandy, and I didn't really like that. Yeah. And uh, so I asked Dad, "What should I name her?" And that's immediately what yeah. he what he came up with. I love that name, Ida, Ida Red. Red. He was thinking there's an old Woody Guthrie song yeah. called Ida Red. Yeah. You know, speaking of good, good dogs mm-hmm. and movies, dog, we dog. No, I'm, dog, I'm adding dog. movie. Dog, dog. <laughs> I have never cried as at hard at any movie as I have when the dog dies or is put down. I have, that gets me. I, you know, you talk about a blubbering fool. Yeah. And I'm speaking about when I was younger, where the red fern grows. Oh my gosh. I just was like, I think I need to just you know, crawl under a, of the bed. And then there was another one, Marley and me, mm-hmm. just tore my heart mm-hmm. out. You know, I thought, um, just let the dog live. Let the yeah. dog live. You know, the, let, take yeah. the dad. Take you the dad. You can kill take as many human beings <laughs> as you want. Leave the, Leave the dogs dog. alone. Yeah. <laughs> it pull at your heartstrings. And I, and I haven't, I just haven't been exposed to that many cat movies. I know cats are dearly beloved as well. But uh, it just well, tore me up. When I watch true crime shows, because I, I watch those all the time, and occasionally someone will kill the people in the house and also the dog. And why did they just kill like, the dog? Why? why? You, innocent. Why? Yeah. Leave the dog. And I'm really pissed off about the dog. If they had left the dog. No, the people, whatever. Had they, had they left the dog, you would have been like, at least they had a heart. <laughs> <laughs> they slaughtered everybody else, but you look at that. They left that dog. Good for Good for them. You, you know, know that you were talking about where the red fern grows. That's a rite of passage in Oklahoma that you right. you have to have read that that uh, the book and seen the original movie. Um, parts of which were filmed right around here. Little Ann and Old mm-hmm. Ann, you know. And there was a uh, a guy here that lived at uh, Kegel. He had Universal Truck Body Works on the other end of town. Uh, from where we're sitting right now, he he is driving the car, the truck. Across the bridge in the opening scene well, of that. Well, it was filmed not far from here. Mm-hmm, yeah. That movie, a lot of it was filmed yeah, not far from here. Yeah, around here in Intelliqual. Yeah. And, and because the guy who wrote it was uh, from, oh, I just lost the name of the town. It starts with an S. <laughs> Stillwell? There, no. no it, okay. I mean, there's practically nothing. Springer? I want to okay. say Springer. All something right. like that. Uh, out in the boonies here, there's really nothing to even show where that town was at. Well, I read it in sixth grade or fifth mm-hmm. grade in New Mexico. It was, it was a, a class-wide read. Oh, yeah. And everyone in the class just loved it. Mm-hmm. Just loved it. Till mm-hmm. the, till the till the dogs, you know, oh, lost know. their dogs. I know. And then lots of tears. Yeah. Yeah. The the boy the bully guy mm-hmm. that dives mm-hmm. in the in he was from Locust Grove. Is that right? Yeah, they decided they were going to use one local actor, and they did a casting call, and he went. Rex Corley was his name, and he went and he got the part. He'd never done any acting before that. Yeah. So what is he still around? <laughs> uh, he died a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What an interesting story. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a w- beloved movie. He's pretty good in it. I yeah. mean, he's very... Uh, to have no formal training or experience. Uh, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. He was very good as a bully. Yes. 
And are, is there such a thing as a red fern, Sean? I need, I need, to, ask, sort I need, of. To, I need to ask your dad. Your dad sort would know of. this. You, no, I do know this because I looked it up once before. There is, and I found one in, down in Cherokee County one time when uh, my ex-boyfriend and I were walking around. I found a red fern. But it's not, for some reason, it's not really a red fern. It was red. Red, okay. But it's not. That's not the brilliant you know, if red. you're you're going to be the really russet, technical russet plant person, you don't you don't call it a red fern. Okay. But I've got a picture of it. That is really cool. Yeah, it was neat yeah. to find down there where yeah. I was mowing many years ago, and there's a fern growing in my at the end edge of the property. I put a tomato cage around that sucker. It's it's still there today. <laughs> yeah. Don't nobody weed eat this fern. <laughs> it might turn red on you. I'm, leave it alone. Still there, yeah. Well, and they still, still have it's still green. They have the Red Fern Festival in Tahlequah every year in April, and they do all kinds of things around. They give away free copies of the book. Nice. And, and I hope kids still read that I they, nowadays. I hope they would show the movie. I hope they put up a big didn't. sheet and show the movie in the town square yeah, or something. Not the newer one. Not the newer one. The old one. The old one from the seventies. Yeah. yeah. Remember how he saved for those dogs? He saved and saved and saved. It was so exciting when they arrived. I could just feel the excitement when when they arrived. I was just so excited. One of the images from that movie um, was of him saving his money and a baking powder. Yes. Can't Clabber remember girl. that? Clabber, Clabber girl. girl baking mm-hmm. cap. And I always think about that every time I, I get the baking powder <laughs> out. And I used to keep, I used to have one that I kept money in just specifically because I'll of be that, yeah. that movie. I don't know if that was in the actual book. I'd have to go back and look yeah. again. But those were two wonderful dogs I had, Clifford and, Clifford and Ida Red, Redbone Red Coon. Absolutely. Coon but a, like Circus in this picture, um, in the photograph and that our poem is about today, my favorite dog I've ever had was a, a Terrier Mix. Terrier Mix. Socks was her name. Socks. Mm-hmm. Smart dogs, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, Terrier Mixes are Definitely. smart and they're sturdy. Sturdy mm-hmm. dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, so I hope you all have, have learned more about something. Today. Yeah, and I hope this has brought about memories of your dogs that yeah, you've loved and maybe dogs. have lost or maybe still have. And, yeah. you know, because there's really, uh, in my in my view, uh, no truer, more endearing type of a love than that of a good dog that just adores you. My gosh. That's right. That is pure, you know, uh, endorphins. Yeah. It, and go to wackypornlife.com to see the pictures, but also go to the Oklahoma Historical Society website. Just Google that, and then Google Mabel Tompkins Collection, and uh, you will see some of the photographs of Circus. There were several of them on there. One of them, uh, Circus, is with Nellie, and Nellie was called a high-diving dog. Ooh, high-diving. Yeah. Up so, there with the mule. <laughs> yeah, diving into the little thing of water, I yes, guess. Right. I don't know. So she had, she had some really... Well, one of the photographs of Circus's Circus has the caption on it that says, "One of the finest trained dogs Mabel ever owned." He closed the Wild West performances. That's written on the actual oh, cool photograph. Yeah. So, so go in there and look at some of those photos, and um, I think you enjoy it. Thanks, Mason, for the yes, thanks, Mason for the poem. Dog, dog. Yeah, dog, dog. Right. See yeah. Y'all. Kiss those wet noses. <laughs>